Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. I'm kind of a big deal. So let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this Wednesday, March 8th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. We're produced on the TV 10 side by our intern, Gerald Wright, on here a little early today as uh, we got a packed show for you on this edition of the Sports Mix. Uh, we'll be joined by head coach of the Spring Mills Lady Cardinals, George Gosk, at 12:20. They last night beat Cabell Midland in the first round of the girls' basketball state tournament, 42-39. We'll talk to him about that and uh, the opponent they'll have to play in the second round, the semifinals on tomorrow night at 7:15. Uh, a lot of other stuff to get into today. We'll have uh, previewing here in the next couple of minutes. The um, the regional games tonight, we'll have one for you on TV10, WRNR TV on YouTube, West Virginia men's basketball in action tonight in the first round of the, the uh, Big 12 tournament. Uh, Martinsburg football adds a key in-state game in their upcoming schedule. Uh, we dropped our high school baseball softball broadcast schedules last night. A, a lot going on yesterday uh, with uh, NFL as, tra- as uh, tag day was yesterday. We learned a lot about things that were going on. Plus, Wizards get a buzzer beater win last night over the Pistons. Break that all down over in the next uh, 56 minutes or so on today's edition of the Sports Mix. Uh, but first, we'll uh, we'll preview these region finals from that are scheduled for tonight. We'll have Musselman at Hedgesville on TV 10, WRNR TV on YouTube for you. Uh, shout out to uh, Angela Horner, Real, uh, Remax First Realty Group, uh, the Mansion Freddy Law Firm, and the Marius Group for helping us get to tonight's game on TV and on YouTube uh, with the regional broadcast fees the SSAC has. But it should be a good matchup. It's a, it's a Musselman team that knocked off Hedgesville. But Nick pointed this out to me again earlier today. Uh, Musselman was without or yeah Hedgesville was without one of their top players during that game Nick right it was the first uh, game they had after uh, Elijah King was off the team at, <clears throat> excuse me and uh, they didn't have Stefan Barkley he was sick that day so uh, that played a factor but I still think Musselman certainly can feel like they can be competitive tonight and potentially pull off an upset and it also seems like to me whenever you start to count Musselman out, uh, they find a way to surprise you and give a really good effort or even get a win. Uh, the other night against Jefferson, while it wasn't a win and, and ended up being you know, not a great final score, I don't think any of us really, based on what we had seen in the previous two matchups, thought Musselman was going to stick around for as long as they did and give Jefferson that kind of fight. Uh, we thought Jefferson would take care of business easily. And while it ended up being that way with the final score, it certainly wasn't an easy win uh, for the Cougars based off that first half. So, you know, I, I think Musselman brings it tonight and we get a competitive game uh, down to the wire type game between these two teams. They're very similar in their styles. Um, Hedgesville has a little bit more experience. They have a little bit more depth, I think, overall. But 
Uh, Musselman certainly has, you know, a, a, some strengths. I think they have the size advantage. They have more height. Uh, Mahood and Wolston are definitely some tough matchups for the Eagles. Um, the Eagles probably had the better guard play, especially in terms of experience. But I mean, Gavin McLean can play at a high level, and uh, Colton Sheldon, even though he's only a freshman, has certainly proven that he can hold his own. So I think it, it, it's a fun matchup. I think it should be a good game. Uh, I would definitely give Hedgesville the edge, but um, it, it should be a pretty close one. I agree. I give Hedgesville the edge tonight, but you cannot count out Musselman because they were in this situation just last year against Martinsburg as Martinsburg went on to win the Section 1 championship. Musselman fell in the Section 2 championship and had to go on the road for the regional, and they were able to knock off the Bulldogs. So it's definitely possible that they could do the same thing tonight against Hedgesville and be one of the two teams to represent Region 2 in Charleston next week. Out of all the teams that in this EPAC, I feel like Musselman is one of the best, if not the best, at controlling their emotions. We we see in big games like this, emotions are a big difference maker. You look back at the Section (laughs) 1 championship, and I said it on the air, and I'll say it again. Hedgesville was able to control their emotions better than Spring Mills, and that was the difference maker. It could potentially come down to that tonight. Hopefully it's not bad emotions, it's just the emotion of the game and not things outside of the game that are caused by fans or coaches or anything else, but it it might. You never know what tonight will bring, and that's what makes it even more exciting, but you always think of Musselman, and you never see them truly panic, I feel like, in a game or get frustrated with how things are going. They always stay positive, have a good mindset from start to finish. You never see them boil things over from Musselman, and that's just a great job by Coach Basile. And if things come down to that, it makes it even more competitive for them and helps them almost. Yeah, two uh, well-coached teams. Derek Basile has done a fantastic job with Musselman this season. And, uh, you know, they're two very intense coaches. I'm sure there will be some emotion out there on the floor, but – Hopefully there isn't anything that, you know, is, is off the court or, or, you know, kind of a bad feeling like we had the other night uh, leaving that game. But um, there was something else I wanted to say, but I can't quite remember what it was. So go ahead, Spencer. What I was going to say was I think either way we'll definitely 100% see no hurt feelings at the end of the game tonight. And uh, we'll see the winner, no matter who it is, cutting down the nets as they head to Charleston. And I think that that game on Friday seemed to be an outlier of what the area is is like. Yeah, I got my point now. And, okay. and what it was going to be was that uh, you're right, Colin. Musman is in that same situation that they were in last year in terms of going on the road for the regional championship. But I would say this year it would be a surprise if Musman knocked off Hedgesville. I don't think we were really surprised that Musman beat Martinsburg. It was pretty uh, – even match up there where we kind of thought it could go either way heading in uh while Musselman does have a win over Hedgesville it, it would be pretty surprising I think if they were to win tonight but you know I think both teams are good so I wouldn't be like completely shot but um I just think Hedgesville is the better overall team and, and you would be a little bit surprised if the Appleman pulled off the upset uh and it would be a bigger upset than what the game was like last year but it is a similar situation but it's also a team that didn't experience that situation for the most part 
So uh, that, that's also something to consider here tonight. Uh, but it is it is kind of funny to see because Musselman always seems to find themselves in these kind of situations despite what maybe people think about their roster or think about their team overall. They're still in the same spot they were last year if a chance to do what they did last year, which, uh, you know, how this season started at 2-7. and seven, While you thought that they could probably still reach a regional championship game because of them being slightly better than Washington, you wouldn't think that there would be any chance for them to win. And there certainly is a good chance that they could win tonight, but you do uh, give the edge to the Eagles slightly. But I think it will be a good game, and it, I won't be shocked necessarily, but I will be slightly surprised, I think, if Musselman were to pull off an upset. Yeah, and uh, we'll move now over to the other matchup in uh, Jefferson County as Jefferson hosts Spring Mills. And, you know, Spring Mills, if they want to get to Charleston, they need to just erase Friday night from their mind because it was not a good game for them after the first half. Everything just seemed like a big collapse. And a lot of players on the bench, a lot of fouls. Um, You know, hopefully for their sake, Caleb Thomas is better off with his ankle than he was on Friday night because I think that had to do a lot with him sitting late in the game was maybe he wasn't 100%. And, you know, Coach Samples was like, well, we still have another chance to make it to Charleston. I don't want to, you know, make his ankle worse so he's not able to play tonight. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Spencer. They have to refocus and regather their minds after – friday's loss and also not get psyched out not only with that but the fact that both times you played jefferson this year jefferson blew you out for the most part i know at spring mills in the end when they played at spring mills it was a uh only seven point game but still jefferson was in control and they were definitely in control from start to finish in the game that we had at jefferson where it was a i believe 20 plus point victory for the Cougars and it just comes down to the style of plays right we've seen Hedgesville knock off Jefferson because they really like to slow down the tempo and we know Spring Mills wants to do that too and they have to remember that instead of trying to match Jefferson's tempo make them match your tempo you you can't just be like okay we'll try to match yours because that doesn't work we've seen it time and time again nobody can match jefferson's style you have to force them to match your style yeah and i think i'd give the edge to jefferson tonight yes uh nick your thoughts here as we then we'll recap girls states from the first night well spring mills has lost four of its last five so i mean that's something to note as well they really haven't played that great at basketball as of late they do have the win over hedgesville you know on on february 17th but uh that kind of gets canceled out with the loss they just have to hedgesville and you know you mentioned it colin first game ended up actually being a 19 point game if you want to be technical but yeah i mean jefferson was winning you know throughout that one and was really dominating uh and that was a spring mills team that still had jalen franklin on the roster he's no longer with the team the team seems to be heading in the wrong direction based on how they've played over the last few weeks i can't really see spring mills winning tonight uh against a jefferson team that's healthy has played good basketball throughout the year um, knows they can beat Spring Mills playing at home going to be a big crowd it, it's tough to see this being really close based on how the Cardinals have been playing le- recently and, and the emotions that they had in the last game and unable to control those emotions I think it's all just kind of building up there and, and this could be a, a tough one for the Cardinals you know you hope it's a competitive game you hope uh, Caleb Thomas is healthy but 
he's clearly not 100%. Even when he was on the floor in that game, he wasn't quite the same player that he has been all season. So you're pretty much down, you know, from the start of the year, three players uh, that were a big part of your team. Caleb being kind of limited, so you're down like two and a half, I guess. Um, and you, know, you just aren't the same team that you were earlier in the season. Yeah, they're really just not the same team as you mentioned there, Nick. And now let's move on now. It's getting kind of short on time here in this segment. Uh, the Girls' State Tournament began yesterday. The first game of the day for area teams was Washington, the number eight team taking on the number one team in Wheeling Park. And uh, just seeing earlier today that the leading scorer for Wheeling Park, uh, Alexis Bordas, uh, was just named. She had 34 points in the game. She was just named West Virginia Gatorade State Girls Basketball Player of the Year. As obviously, it seems well-deserving. She scored 34 points, went 11 of 17 from the field in that game. And uh, she in, she played 25 minutes in the game, and they were able to win 82-36. And just a little too much for Washington was Wheeling Park. Yeah, and we expected that going into uh... – a game yesterday just looking at both teams and how the seasons have gone that Wheeling Park was going to be able to control that game uh, a little bit in the first quarter it was kind of a slow start for um, Washington and whenever you have to play from behind the entire game that never helps you when you're already down 10 nothing in the first few minutes it, it, it's tough to bounce back from that especially with nerves already there being a state tournament game in a place that you're not used to playing with the young team that they have as well. It, it was just too much, unfortunately, for Washington. Obviously, we all wanted to see them compete a little bit more than they did, but you, you got to look, look, excuse me, look at the positives of uh, this season and the fact that you were able to get to the state tournament this time around. And they only have one senior. Right. And that one senior yesterday seemed to play play her heart out. Kendall Itobi, seven points, two for two from the field, three of four from the charity stripe, had seven rebounds in the game. So she played a pretty good game, seven and seven in her final game of her career. Uh, but unfortunately, they fell uh, 82-36. Mary Rivera had 11 points in the game, uh, six for Lexi Adams, five for Addison Skinner, three for Ariana Harrison, two for Michaela Michaels, and two for Madison Hardy. I think Addison Skinner scored like four of her five points, or I mean, I guess all five in the first couple minutes of the game. Yep. Well, according to Max Preps, Wheeling Park already beat Washington this season. The they tip did. off the season, 80-30. to 30. So, yeah. I mean, pretty similar score, and you kind of knew it was going to be that kind of game uh, for the Washington Patriots. So, um, like you said, Colin, I mean, this team pretty much returns their entire roster for next year. So, to get the experience of going to Charleston uh, was really, I think, the main thing you could take away from a trip like this especially when you were going in as the eighth seed going up against you know a very good wheeling park team that's 24 and 2 uh, and has pretty much dominated some really good competition so you know not surprised there for washington uh they did improve slightly from the beginning of the year to now based on the scores so um you know they continue to be a team though that i think will have opportunities to play in the state tournament down the line because they have a lot of young talent on that roster and uh, certainly have emerged as one of the better teams in the EPAC that return a lot for next year. So I think the the future is bright there, but you know this one just wasn't the kind of matchup that you would uh, 
really want or, or expect them to compete with, but uh, still a good season and a great run. Yeah, and uh, Spring Mills, they won last night. They beat as a fifth seed, beat the number four seed, Cabell Midland. It was a really, really good ball game. I was listening down the stretch of that game, 42-39. And have a night, Kyla Dandridge, 25 points. Uh, she had five rebounds, two assists, and a block in the game as well. Six steals, 12 points for Olivia Bullduke. And that was really all the offense. Karen Edsel, Reagan Edsel combined for 12 points, but eight rebounds uh, for Reagan Edsel as a freshman two steals and a block uh it, it was definitely a close one but it was good to see spring mills get the win guys real quick before we hit the break to get coach gosk on the air yeah, yeah. Big, i'll let you go first nick i was gonna say kyla dandridge isn't really the player that we give a lot of hype to but at times she is their best player uh, and she proved that the other night i think the concern for me heading in was could spring mills win a close game and they were able to do that so uh you know good win for the cardinals and hopefully they can keep it going all right, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you by Agerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to AgerstownFord.com for more. And there's how this break. We'll be joined by Spring Mills girls basketball head coach George Gosk to break it down from the coaching aspect of it and preview their uh, semifinal game against number one Wheeling Park. That's after this two minute break. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Back in two minutes. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. At the Berkeley County Health Department, our motto is prevent, promote, protect. Since 1935, our mission has been to provide clinical and environmental services to protect the health of the general public. We're committed to building public health in our community by offering a wide range of services, including blood pressure screening, breast and cervical screening, family planning, counseling, lab testing, and more. We perform health inspections to make sure the restaurants you visit are clean, and we prepare and coordinate plans to respond to all hazards. The Berkeley County Health Department, 122 Waverly Court, Martinsburg. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. 
Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 here on your Wednesday, March 8th, 2023. Spencer, Nick, and Con, happy to have you with us. We're now joined on the phone by head coach for the Spring Mills Lady Cardinals, head coach George Goss down in Charleston after a big win last night over Cavill Midland, 42-39. And uh, it was a really good game for your team, especially down the stretch. It seemed like down the stretch of the game, everybody was hitting everything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, some big shots there. We hit down the stretch, some big clutch free throws um, that kind of put us over the top and, and gave us that lead to close the game out. Um, you know, just extremely proud uh, of the kids. We didn't start out great, but, you know, sometimes it's not about how good you start, it's about how you finish. Coach, you're able to hold them to uh, under 40 points. Uh, talk about how your defense has been so important for your team this year. Yeah, I mean, that's something you guys, you know, I've talked to you a bunch this year. That's something, you know, we've been hanging our hat all year with defense, defense, defense. And, um, you know, it showed up last night. And, uh, you know, we knew if our offense isn't triggering, we got to rely on our defense to keep us in the ball game, and, and that's exactly what we did. And we were fortunate enough to grab a lead and hold on to it long enough to survive. Coach Gosk, in big games like this in the state tournament, you need your stars to shine, and Kyle Dandridge did just that with 25 points to get the win and help your team out. Just talk about her game as a whole in that one and why she was such a difference maker. Yeah, Kyla stepped up on the big stage last night. Um, you know, that's something she's been capable of every game this year, but throughout the season she's kind of fed off of her teammates, um, you know, during the regular season. Uh, but last night I think for us uh, – offensively, the kids themselves, you know, found the mismatches. And a lot of the time the ball ended up in Kyla's hands last night and it allowed her to take advantage of the mismatch. We, we thought, you know, it was good for our team. And, and uh, you know, she, she took advantage of those mismatches. She was able to, to put the ball in the hoop last night. And, uh, you know, that was tremendous for us moving forward. Coach, you talk about it's all about how you finish, and Olivia Bolduke finishes the game with the final five points for your team. She scores 12 in the game, and uh, obviously her points down the stretch were critical to winning, getting the win last night. Yeah, and that's what that's what I love about this team. You know, Kyla carried us, you know, through the game, and uh, you know, it's somebody else. Olivia stepped up in the you know final minutes of the game with that big shot, you know, under a minute left, and then some clutch free throws to finish the game. So. You know, it, it, this team is just, you know, it's a fun team to coach because any given night it can be it can be any kid. And, you know, when you have a team like that, it, it makes for a pretty, pretty special experience. Coach, obviously uh, the goals aren't complete yet, but uh, to get this playoff win after last season when you went there and it was a 49-25 loss to Morgantown, uh, what do you think this does for your program, and how do you, I guess, build on this momentum moving forward in the state tournament? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, this is something obviously we've been working towards um, as a program. You know, in the previous years, and to be able to to get this notch in our belt and, and come up with this win, you know, which I, I believe it's the first uh, quad A win at the state tournament for any girls program since we transitioned to quad A. Um, so, you know, that's kind of historical for our program. But like you said, the, the work's not finished yet. Um, we've got two games left, and, and we'd like to be able to get this next one and play for a state championship. And, Coach, you know, looking at some stats here as they were for the state tournament, they uh, do a box score, and uh, it seems like one of the key factors in this game was that uh, 
Dandridge, who had a great night shooting, she also had six turnovers, and total for your team was 11 compared or steals. She had six steals, or yeah, six steals, 11 steals for your team compared to five steals for Cabell Midland, which gives you guys 19 points off turnovers compared to their nine. How big were the steals and getting those points off the turnovers? Yeah, that's a good, that's a great, uh, great question because, um, you know, that's something I, when they hand, they hand you the box score right at halftime and right after the game, and that's something that immediately stuck out to me was our points off the of turnovers and, you know, to, to get 19 and, and, you know, to hold them to only nine off of the turnovers, um, that was tremendous for us moving forward. And that, that, that actually paid dividends for us in the third quarter as we were able to outscore them 17-7. Um, you know, they outscored us in the fourth by, I think, three or four. So that was a huge third quarter for us. And those huge points off turnovers carried us into that fourth quarter with some, with some great confidence. What are you guys doing with your day off today? Yeah, so we've been to the Civic Center already. We watched a little bit of basketball this morning. We're uh, currently at the, at the mall here grabbing some lunch, and then we're going to head to uh, Charleston Catholic about 3 o'clock, and we'll, we'll have about an hour practice, shoot around, and then we'll head back to the, to the hotel, kind of relax there tonight. We're going to try to catch that Spring Mills versus Jefferson boys game, have a little watch party back at the hotel, have some pizza, and kind of kick back and relax. And coach, tomorrow you'll take on number one Wheeling Park. I'm assuming you got to watch a little bit of their game yesterday against Washington. What's going to be the toughest thing that you're going to have to do against this uh, number one team in Wheeling Park? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think for for um, us, it becomes you have to get, you have to stop them in transition. They like to push the tempo, um, and then for us on on the offensive end, um, you know, we're going to have to we're going to have to work the ball. But we can't get caught up in that running game that that, that they like to play. Um, do I think there will be times where we can run? Yes. Um, but there's going to be also times where we need to slow it down and run our offense and not, not turning into an up and down game. Um, so I think those are some of the keys and the takeaways that we need to pay attention to, uh, tomorrow. Does it help at all, coach, that they faced a, an EPAC opponent? So you, you know how they, I guess, prepared against the common and what you were able to do that was similar to them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, in terms of watching them versus Washington, I think, um, you know, they're, they're similar to us a little bit in the fact that they do like to get up and pressure you. They do like to create turnovers and look to run, um, you know, on offense. And then they put up a Boku number of points. Um, and so, you know, I think uh, in, in ways that we can limit that is, you know, to, to run our stuff on our offense, um, you know, not get caught up in that transition game. But, um, you know, kind of it's a chess match. So you, you got to, in some ways, you got to be smarter than your opponent at times. And, that's what we're going to try to do tomorrow. Spring Mills girls basketball coach George Gosk is our guest. And I hope we're talking on Friday about a win heading into the state championship game. Absolutely, man. This one feels pretty good. And, and we want the next one to feel even better and, and you know give us a chance to play for a, a state championship for the Eastern Panhandle. All right, Coach. Thanks for the time. Best of luck tomorrow night. Yep. Thank you, Jim. And thanks for having me on. Talk to you soon. All right. That was head coach there of the Spring Mills Lady Cardinals, George Gosk, as Join an, an off-ish day today. Uh, Going to watch their boys' basketball team, which I mean, you got to support, right? Yeah, it's a big game. It's their turn to hopefully, if they can pull off the upset, make it to states. But uh, I, you know, I, I was going through the box score, and that nineteen to nine in the points off turnovers is a huge reason why Spring Mills won that game. Yeah, defense uh, led to offense, and I agree that was the. Difference maker Catalyst. because just offense itself um, on both sides yesterday was uh, not the best, honestly.
Right, but I think that is a strength of this Spring Mills team is how well they've played defensively. And they can definitely compete with this Wheeling Park team if you want to look at some similar scores. I mean, Washington played Spring Mills a lot closer the second time around, but the first time it was 83-20. to 20. So, I mean, that's pretty similar to what we saw yesterday with Wheeling Park against Washington for their first two games that they've played against the Patriots. So, I mean... I know that's always kind of a difficult way to compare things, but I think it is something to at least look at uh, against a similar opponent. They had pretty similar results, at least in one of the games that they played against them. So uh, Spring Mills has a shot. Wheeling Park's very good. I think it will be a, a fun game. Um, they're going to need a little bit more offense, I think, because I, I think it will be tougher to hold a team like Wheeling Park down like they were able to hold Cavill Midland. But uh, still is a good matchup, and hopefully Spring Mills can get the win. All right. Well, we'll talk about that on Friday. Again, that's tomorrow night in the girls' state tournament quad A uh, semifinal 7-15, number five Mar- or Spring Mills to take on number one Wheeling Park. But that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living is family owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way. Go to Orsini's.com. When we come back, we got a lot of topics to hit over the next uh, 20 or so minutes. Uh, Martinsburg football adding a key in-state opponent to their schedule in 2024-2025. Our baseball broadcast schedules are out. Shepard women get a big transfer in uh, and uh, we'll talk about the trans or the football con- or the NFL tag day yesterday plus more on the other side of this 2 minute break. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just cherry Uts, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute offers world-class heart care close to home. Our board-certified physicians are performing groundbreaking procedures using cutting-edge techniques, and that's why we're expanding our services to every corner of our region so you don't have to travel far to receive the great specialty care you deserve close to home. Now accepting new patients at all locations in Martinsburg, Hagerstown, Shepherdstown, Winchester, and at our newest office in Ranson. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute, world-class heart care close to home. Hi, it's Talk Radio WRNR and TV10 Spencer Dupuis. When I got into a car accident and needed to get another vehicle, I wanted to go somewhere I could trust. So I went to the Heffley Motor Company at 993 Hedgesville Road. As a first-time car buyer, I really didn't know what to expect. But at Heffley, they treated me like family. Every step in the process was seamless. Not only did they give me a great deal, but they also helped me secure an amazing interest rate. Now I know firsthand why Heffley has such a great reputation in this community. I ride with Heffley Motor Company, so you should too. Shenandoah Community Health continues to offer COVID vaccinations and clinics each Saturday throughout the Martinsburg and Winchester areas. The COVID vaccinations and boosters are free to anybody age 12 and up. To find out more, call 304-263-4999 or visit Shenandoah Community Health's website. Get your COVID vaccination or booster free to anybody age 12 and up at any of the Saturday clinics hosted by Shenandoah Community Health in the Martinsburg and Winchester areas. Call 304-263-4999 today. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. 
Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here as we get into our third segment of the day. Again, thanks to head coach George Goss for the Spring Mills girls basketball team for taking some time down in Charleston, hopping on the show with us as they won last night 42-39 over Cabell Midland. In the first round, they'll take on number one Wheeling Park in the semifinals tomorrow night at 7-15. Uh, but uh, one thing that we learned yesterday uh, via Twitter was that uh, Martinsburg football has inked a home-and-home deal with an in-state opponent. It's a very rare thing here. It is. uh, Because it seems like nobody wants to play Martinsburg. Unless they're forced to. Unless they're forced to, or it's it's a one-off game and it's at their place. Yeah. Uh, but Martinsburg yesterday, it was actually announced by Hurricane High School football. The Hurricane Redskins and Martinsburg Bulldogs have reached a two-year deal in 24 and 25 to play each other in week 11. Hurricane will host in 24 and Martinsburg will host in 25. Uh, that's, I think that's big. I it's, like it. It's big because, I mean, they're a big AAA school. They, they make the they playoffs are. a lot. It's, it's a quality opponent, and both teams are, I think it's going to be a quality game down in 2024 and 2025. Yeah, I like their uh, program. I remember a few years ago, it might have been two years ago, uh, if not three, it might have been during the COVID season, actually, uh, making a trip down to I think you said it Hurricane was. when um, Musselman played them in the playoffs. It's a uh, great stadium, a great fan base there for Hurricane High School, uh, great restaurants to go to for uh, before the game for food as well. So looking forward to when they play the uh, – Bulldogs, we, we don't get these opportunities that much, unfortunately, if you're a Martinsburg uh, fan, because we know that in history, it's Martinsburg and then everybody else, and that has brought a target on their back, but at the same time, teams afraid because they don't want a loss on their schedule in what at least our side of the uh, aisle's mindset is, but the fact that they get to play Hurricane in a Home and home is a great signing for um, 2024 and 2025. Wish it was this year because we know that. Well, yeah, we'll get into that momentarily. Nick, on that schedule, but we'll, your yeah. thoughts on this matchup? Well, I mean, it's two years from now, so kind of, or a year from now, so it's kind of hard to necessarily know how the teams will match up. But uh, based on this past season, you know, Hurricane was right there with Huntington, only lost by three. So I mean, Huntington knocked off the Bulldogs. So. It could be a competitive game, but we have no idea really who will be on what team or how the teams will look, you know, come 2024. But it's always good to get a good, uh, you know, AAA opponent on your schedule in the state. Um, Hurricane has a solid program over the years. Um, Kind of a long trip, but, I mean, we know Martinsburg's willing to do that. And uh, that is, I think, one of the bigger problems, like we've said before, there's only so many areas around the state that have the 3A schools, and they're kind of spread out. So uh, for Martinsburg and the other EPAC teams around, you know, they have to go into Virginia and Maryland to get their uh, non-conference opponents, and Martinsburg's kind of beat up on all those non-conference schools around here. So for them to find somebody, and uh, luckily they were able to get Hurricane and uh, try to complete that schedule here for next season as well but uh definitely you know a quality team to play in the state yeah you mentioned trying to figure out the schedule for this year did reach out to coach sherman yesterday and they have still not filled all their slots i do believe it was two or three open slots um which 
couple teams disappeared from last year. A couple contracts ended, uh, but you still got two or three open spots. Couple or what are we? Five months from football season now. Yeah, it's, five and a half months. It's getting close. It's getting close, and I mean, I know last year they didn't complete their schedule till football season or till middle of baseball season. I think we got sent to us in I think that's been April. How it's been how uh, yeah, that's kind of how it is. But uh, you know, with three or two or three games still needed to get, that's that's a big issue. I think that needs to be talked about about scheduling games and you know we've seen Cabell Midland I believe only play nine games in a season the last couple of years uh, but that's a topic for another day here let's continue moving on the list is yesterday we released our baseball and softball high school broadcast schedules they're on the TV 10 Facebook uh, well over 30 games that does not include playoffs we have well over 30 scheduled games uh, and we'll be doing all the Martinsburg home games uh, shout out to them for letting us have a great facility out there and uh, all the upgrades that are needed or that have been made over there that uh, give us a great place to broadcast inside and and a lot of stuff. What are you looking at me like that for, Colin? Have we made the announcement? What Made what announcement? Of when the show is going to be there? No, but, but Trip Tobin told me I needed to make it today. But it's supposed to snow that day, so I don't know. Okay. We're going to be at the field on Monday. It's fun. At the, game. We're supposed to be at P.O. Faulkner Park Monday for uh, the sports mix. as a uh, new turf down, turfed infield, and some stadium seats as well as some more things done to the park. Uh, that's slated for Monday. Might change depending on the snow. Yeah. But it should be an exciting year of high school baseball in the state or in the area. Wear a coat, Spencer. It's kind of a weird year. Uh some of these teams have scheduled quite a few away games. So yeah, if you notice, we're not like that. that yeah, you know, there's quite a, a few. I think is an understatement. Yeah, we go like in the beginning of the year, and then the very end of the year, we do a lot of games at Jefferson and Musselman because they don't have a lot of middle of the season games at home. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting schedule. I mean, we'll be uh, covering those teams that obviously go to Myrtle Beach as well. Yeah, we'll be down uh, there again. So you know, it's it's tough i mean for the non-epac games obviously you know we're not going to travel a whole lot for baseball season so um especially with that big trip there that we have uh kind of early in the year but some of the schedules are kind of interesting so if you're if you uh, are a fan of those teams and you're like well why aren't you covering jefferson as much or whoever uh i mean they're just they have their epac games, games at home they have their EPAC games and at home, about it, really. and in the beginning of the year, in the end of the season, they have they have non conference games at home. That's really it. Like I was talking with Rob earlier, and I was like, I looked back at the Jefferson schedule. They have a few games. They have nine home games, which includes the EPAC games. Right. Nineteen road games. Yeah, I mean that's insane. Or so. neutral site games does not include going down to Myrtle Beach. Right. So I mean. There's only so much we can do. There's only yeah. so many opportunities. We're trying to get all the schools and all the sports for both baseball and softball on the air at, at least once, uh, if not twice or more. Uh, but, you know, there's only so many opportunities to do that. And when your schedule is nine home games and 19 away games or whatever the case may be, Washington, I think, did something similar. And it's like there's only so much we can do. Uh, I mean, so – uh, we have kind of a commitment to doing their games, and that's just how it is. But, I mean, we want to showcase all the Eastern Panhandle. And, look, I mean, we're going to cover as many games as we can and and try to, you know, we, we obviously want to cover these teams. Yeah. And uh, moving to softball, we'll have four regular season games at least. Again, that schedule subject to change if 
there's a rain out, if there's something like that, we can pick up another game, then we'll probably do so. Uh, but I'll read those games out on there because it's a lot less than the baseball schedule that we have. It's a lot easier to I don't read. know. I think you're up for the challenge with the baseball one, too. I'd like to see. I that. already messed that up once. Please That's don't. why I'd like I, to see. I, I, <laughs> look, I forgot, a, I forgot a game. I forgot a date on the graphic, but I moved the game to the next day. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> and I went back through, and I was like, yeah, that's not supposed to be there. Uh, but for the softball schedule, we'll start out March 23rd, Washington at Jefferson, the Jefferson County rivalry as Jefferson, the reigning state champions. Then April 6th, Jefferson at Spring Mills. April 19th, Martinsburg at Jefferson. And our scheduled slate ends, Hedgesville at Musselman. We're going to see the state champions three times. Yeah, and we tried to do a lot more softball this year. So that's another thing if you're a baseball fan. Uh, we were trying to do a lot more softball. I think we only did like three games maybe in the regular season. It might have only year. been two. Actually. Yeah. I, I don't so, know. But. I think we had one cancel, two canceled yeah, maybe last it's year. It's tough. And, and it's tough just to do because both. it's both and also just location and trying to find a way to set up is also yeah. always a struggle for but different places. Jefferson's got a great team, uh, or at least they did last year, so they should be fun to watch. And uh, we'll have both, or at least try to have both sectional and regionals for softball and baseball. Yeah, like we did last year. Moving on now. Uh, saw this yesterday. Uh, I think I was a day late, but I saw it on Twitter yesterday as uh, Shepherd Women's Hoops has picked up a transfer. Transfer coming from Wheeling University. But is a West Virginia native. Nick, you mentioned she was an all-state player for Ravenswood uh, when she was in high school. Uh, she did, from what I understand, or from what I found out on her Twitter, she did go into the transfer portal, I believe, like a couple days into the season of this last year. Uh, she was scheduled to be a sophomore last year, but she played her freshman year at Wheeling University. So she comes with three years of eligibility left. That's Annie Hunt. Uh, native of Ravenswood, West Virginia, five ten guard, uh, which adds some height and some depth to that uh, front court for the Shepherd Lady Rams. Oh, she's a guard. She's in the backcourt. Backcourt. Five foot. That's 10. what I meant. But uh, you know, good good height for a guard. That's definitely interesting. Uh, when looking at the numbers, it doesn't really jump off the page at you. But she was a freshman at Wheeling, so I don't know. You know, kind of what their roster is like. Um, I know they had kind of a mediocre season this year at 14 and 15, but she brings college experience and was an All-State player. So uh, that's something to potentially be excited about, and uh, they need that. You know, they need some some more young talent that has, I guess, All-State capabilities and has, you know, a little bit more potential on their team. So it's a good addition for Coach Kaufman. We'll see how it works out. Uh, to get a 5'10 guard, though, that can definitely help. Yeah, you don't know what kind of opportunities she had at Wheeling because we don't follow them, but clearly for not only her but for any transfer uh, incoming high school senior, the opportunities there at Shepard because they're in a rebuilding and they still have a ways to go in the rebuild to become successful. It, let's be honest with it. It was a one-win season and yes, you, you saw some positives, but there's still a lot to do in this program for Shepherd women's basketball. So hopefully they do get a good bit of transfers and a lot of talent from that portal and also from high school seniors potentially too to continue to get this program to where it was. Yeah, it'll be so. interesting to see if there's any recruiting here in the Eastern Panhandle. 
It's a tough pitch, though. I mean, it right is. now, besides what well, you're offering is playing time and an opportunity to get on the court, uh, because really, I, no spot is guaranteed for Shepard. They do have a few players that I think could come back and make an impact, but um, you know, you only won one game, so tough sell right now. But uh, we'll see. And you mentioned EPAC. I mean, both on the men's and women's side, I'd like to see a little bit more recruiting from Shepard in basketball on the EPAC side. I mean, when you look at the the men's side, Jefferson's right there, and they've had quite a few talented players, and none of them have gone to Shepard. Yeah, that is pretty interesting. And you got uh, – why am I blanking on They have his a name? few Musselman kids. Cam Johnson from last year. He's going to a Division II school in Notre Dame College. Right. I mean, he's right in your backyard. Which used they used to be MEC opponents. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that shapes out at Shepard. Uh but it's a big uh, – it's not necessarily a big get, but a get to see how things are already taking shape for next year just a couple of weeks out of the season, which is good to see. I mean, she's getting yeah. right – Coach Kaufman's getting right to work. You got to. All right, let's move on now. West Virginia men's basketball. They're in the Big 12 tournament tonight. They'll take on number nine as the number eight seed. They'll take on number nine, Texas Tech, which is a lot of turmoil in their program right now. Uh, but that game tipped off, tip off set for seven. Pre-game coverage from the Mountaineer Sports Network on uh, Talk Radio WRNR will begin at 6 p.m. Colin, your take on this game? Well, before I give you uh, my take, because I'm stealing it from Tony Caridi and his Mountaineer Report, were you going to play the Mountaineer Report? I was not. We don't right, have a lot well, then, of time. Uh, I'll just basically recap it. Um, it. It comes down to the free throw line tonight, and that's what it came down to for both times they met in the regular season in the win for the uh, Mountaineers at Texas Tech. They shot 80%, and I think it was uh, 28 or somewhere in the 20s for free throws made in the win compared to way less than that for Tech. And then when Tech got the win, uh, WVU, yes, they shot great from the free throw line, but was only 7 of 9 compared to 19, I believe, free throws made for uh, Texas Tech. So it comes down to... Who's going to win tonight if they get to the free throw line more and if they make those free throws? I think even though you don't need this win for your tournament spot, you need it from a confidence and a momentum standpoint. Um, If you were to lose to a team like Texas Tech, who isn't bad, but they're not going to be in the NCAA tournament most likely, uh, that's just not great momentum heading into the NCAA tournament. So I think you need a win here. Uh, You build on that Kansas State win. You see what you can do against Kansas. Obviously, that will be a tough task, but uh, you know, win here, and especially if it's you know a good ten plus point win, you got to have a lot of confidence heading into the tournament that you can at least make some noise, uh, even if you were to lose to Kansas in the next round of the Big Twelve. But uh, a loss kind of makes you feel like, well, WVU is going to be in the tournament, but how much can they really do? And I think that would be. Really, it would just depend on what WVU team shows up. I think they need the consistency, and they need a big win here tonight or this weekend against uh, – is it tonight's game? Yeah, yeah tonight. Okay. You can watch that game on ESPNU, but West Virginia favoring this one according to the odds makers at Caesars by four. Uh, let's switch some things around here just time-wise. Uh, Wizards, they were in action last night, and uh, they beat the Pistons 119-117 late. And uh, here's some of the ending calls from Dave Johnson, the Wizards Radio Network. Get up for the Wizards. On the left side, he'll cross. Chance of defense here. 
Back up front, Beal edge of the circle, guarded by Isaiah Livers. 12 o'clock, Beal driving, gets into the strict guard bank, score! Beal right to the basket. We are tied at 117. Livers gets top of the arc. It's Beal right of the circle. Beal still on the dribble. Five seconds. Beal rocking the cradle. Drives, right block, flips up the shot. No, followed by Gafford. Is good. Is good. Gafford the follow. 119, 117 at the buzzer. Daniel Gafford. Surprise. Daniel Gafford, surprise. He lays or he puts back the uh, missed floater from Bradley Beal. The Wizards win at the buzzer, 119-117. They're now 31-34, just one game out of eighth place in the East, but still a half game behind for ninth. Bradley Beal scored uh, a game-high 32 points uh, and led to win. They return to action tonight when they take on the Hawks at 7 p.m. with the chance to pull even in the standings with Atlanta. And then they'll play the Hawks again on Friday night at home as well. But uh, that was a big moment last night for the Wizards to get the win when it was slipping away from them. Yeah, Gafford has uh, really continued to be a solid acquisition since they got him from the Bulls. I guess it was two years ago now. Uh, He's just a, a solid center that they've had. A little bit undersized at six foot ten, not super undersized, but um, you know he's he's a good solid piece for them, and that's good to see him get a game winner. Yeah, it was a uh, needed win to stay competitive, and Especially if you have a fifteen and 15 yeah, teams. if you have the production from your big three where it's twenty plus points uh, from all three of them. So almost seventy points Let's combined. Use the big three term a little bit lightly. I mean, yeah, it's their big three. How about right. that? Yeah. Yeah. It's the Wizards' big three. It's not a big three in the NBA. I like that. But if you get twenty plus points each from Kuzma, Porzingis, and then Beal, you, well, they average that, Collins. So if you get that, you know what you get: thirty-one and thirty-four. Even though they haven't played in all sixty-five games. That's why. <laughs> Jamming out over there. All right, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number or they became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll wrap things up. NFL franchise tag day was yesterday. Uh, no one wants Lamar, but uh, apparently the Ravens didn't want to exclusively want Lamar. So we'll talk about that after this two-minute break. Four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above market trade in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. The Palace Lounge in Martinsburg is the place to be. Join us every night to relax and enjoy football or basketball games featuring either the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Shepherd University Rams, or West Virginia Mountaineers. We will have steak night every Wednesday, trip nights every Thursday, and now taco and margarita nights every Tuesday. You can find us on Facebook or call 304-267-7520. The Palace Lounge is located at 1350 Edwin Miller Boulevard in Martinsburg. 
If you or someone you know suffers from the disease of addiction, help is available from the Berkeley County Quick Response Team with peer recovery coaches and support promptly to the homes of those who've recently experienced an overdose. This collective effort towards recovery brings resources and services to the community, including naloxone and treatment options. Call 304-267-1313 or visit the Berkeley County Recovery Resource Center, 400 West Stevensburg. The Berkeley County Quick Response Team is funded through a DHHR grant with the Berkeley Morgan County Health Department. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. We were good. We were cold. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Mayor's Group of Mayor Prize Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue and call them at 304-263-4343. Go to the or Mary's group online. Uh, but shout out to the Mary's group for helping us out tonight getting the regional boys basketball game on the air along with the Mansion Freddie Law Firm and Angela Horner. Remax Realty, uh, Remax First Realty. Well, I guess they want Lamar wants him to buy people flowers or wants people to buy him flowers at this yeah, point. But nobody is. Nobody is. I uh, see they he can't afford them himself because he needs that big money <laughs> contracts. Uh, they they uh, slapped the franchise tag on yesterday, but the non exclusive is uh, slated for thirty two plus million dollars next season. But non exclusive means he can negotiate with any team, and the Ravens have a shot to match it. Right, and if they decide not to match it, then they get two first round picks. So uh, definitely interesting. You know, every team that or pretty much every team that people expected would make a run at Lamar Jackson potentially if he was a free agent said they were out, or at least reports are that that they're out, Um, which I was pretty surprised about. I figured teams would be throwing the money at him, but I guess, um, you know, teams probably don't want those fully guaranteed contracts could Mm -hmm. be a possibility, Uh, and maybe that's what Lamar is asking for, so... From a Ravens standpoint, this looks like a good move so far if these reports are accurate because they can definitely drive the price down based on what the market is telling them about Lamar Jackson. So, uh, And if he were to get offered something, maybe you'd match it. I don't know. I mean, so I think it's a decent move by the Ravens. Uh, and it, it seems to be going in their favor so far. I thought Washington was going to go out and get him. I thought they were going to say, I did hey, too. I, I didn't think so. This is kind of... That would sketchy. be Dan Steiner's it, move, right? Now, I'm on Dylan Bishop's train here, our fellow uh, TV10 employee, and he was texting us about it, a big Ravens fan like you, Nick. And it, it's fishy that all the teams, right, that are in the quarterback market, Jets, Raiders, Commanders, Falcons, Panthers, Texans. they've all Texans been reported as not interested for Lamar. I don't know how true it, it, that it is. It seems fishy. It, I don't know how true that is. And though. the three points that I see on social media as to why this seems fishy, and I agree with, teams don't really want to work with the NFLPA to give out a contract to Lamar. Owners, we clearly know, don't want to give fully guaranteed contracts or a majority guaranteed money contract in the NFL compared to what you see in the MLB. And then Lamar's without an agent, so what would it look like if without an agent he gets one of the biggest deals in NFL history? Agents will be pissed at that because then some players will be like, why am I paying you if I don't need you and I can go out and get a deal like this? Yeah, I mean, that's... It's fishy. 
that's definitely some good points that you you've come up with there and uh you know i think two people are probably a little bit concerned about his injuries i do think that plays a factor um if lamar jackson had been fully healthy and hadn't shown any injury history and continued to play you know at an mvp level then this wouldn't be a question he would have the contract but um the the fact is he hasn't been on the field and uh that's a concern i think the ravens also, maybe a little bit concerned because last time they paid a quarterback who actually won, you know, a Joe Super Flacco. Bowl. Yeah, that quarterback who had no injury history started to get some injuries, started to not play at the same level, and they couldn't afford to keep the weapons around him. Now the Ravens really don't have that many weapons around Lamar Jackson, so you know, but they do have a great defense around him. So I mean, I don't know. We'll see where things go, but I think he's going to stay. It seems like that seems to be where we're going. Because nobody wants him. Yeah, it appears nobody wants him. All right. Uh, one final thing. Daniel Jones gets a big extension prior to terrible move. the tag deadline. Terrible move. 40 mil a year for a guy that could have paid 17 or 20 if they would have picked up his option. Uh, but that gives we'll the see. Giants the ability to put Saquon Barkley on the franchise tag. So they're getting their quarterback and their running back back next year. It's exclusive uh, rights on Saquon. Yeah. Not exclusive for Lamar. Uh, but that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Uh, WVU Hoops on the radio tonight in the first round of the Big 12 tournament. 7 p.m. tip-off against Texas Tech. And then we'll have th- 6.30 pregame, 7 p.m. tip-off for the regional co-final here in boys basketball between Musselman and Hedgesville. But that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Colin, Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow or tonight for the game. Locally owned, locally operated, and proud to support our local community. Talk Radio WRNR, Martinsburg, Inwood, Berkeley Springs.